Welcome back to the Charlotte Angel Connection, the Charlotte area podcast linking entrepreneurs, investors, and the broader Charlotte community. As you know, our goal here is to interview the individuals who are building, shaping, and influencing entrepreneurship in the Charlotte region so you can stay invested in Charlotte's growth. Last week, as you learned, we were fortunate to have Seth Twery join us and talk about his winding road from being a kind of a corporate guy to being a an early stage investor and ultimately working his way into being an employee at an early stage company, um, which is kind of where I wanted to pick up today, Seth. So thanks for sticking around. Um, Looking forward to part two. Um, But I wanted to pick up kind of just talking about Tukataki, what the experience is, what the opportunity is. You mentioned you were tapped by a friend um, to kind of get started there. So, um, I mean, it just for a quick summary, it can be the place you ride off into the sunset out, correct? I mean, it's, it's got that potential. Absolutely. So, and I mean, it's a five, it could be a five to ten year run for you if, you, if, if things work out the way you and I, I think, both see them. Yeah, they've gotten their um, seed stage A round and essentially have been told by existing VCs that with successful entry into the U.S. market, um, they could secure B round funding with, you know, strategic exit at some point after that. Okay. So, um, so Singapore people, they did the QC FinTech program, um, and that's likely what led them back here to Charlotte. Yeah, absolutely. There's, they wouldn't probably have known Charlotte without the QC FinTech. They knew a year and a half ago they wanted to get into the U.S. Um, I really haven't had a lot of discussion about what, how they found QC FinTech. But, yeah. Um, I have talked to Dan Roselli, who runs the QC FinTech program, and uh, he, want, he was looking for the international exposure. We have a number of uh, companies that, you know, over the last several classes, yeah. try to make sure they get uh, spread in. Um, so he hadn't had a uh, Asia-based company. Um, these guys applied and uh, were very interested. They came through the program, which is not only incubation support, but also access to a lot of the uh, large financial services firms in Charlotte and the ecosystem. Yeah. Um, they, as they came, decided to come back and actually open an office six months later, um, I think this was the natural place. You know, New York. Um, is a natural idea, but it's probably two to three X to open the shop yep. in New York, hire people in the city. Um, and the other idea that uh, the founder had worked at Google for a number of years, Silicon Valley area, not as much for the financial services, but the talent. Yeah. Um, again, super high cost. Um, so thought of Charlotte and have uh, started to execute on it. Okay. I think it's uh huge for the city that we have programs and incubators like QC FinTech that can attract talent um, and new companies. Yeah, no, I mean, it'd be a, a huge win to see them come here and then have a nice exit in the course of the next three, five, ten years or something like that. Um, that's not, what I'm... Uh, that's what you're hoping for, too. Well, I just want to say betting on, I'm going to make happen, execute yeah. on. So... Um, do you know who their mentors were? Have you stumbled into that? Uh, no, I have not. Okay. Yet. Uh, they did have some from the banks. Interestingly, those didn't play out directly okay. yeah. yet. Um, a lot of contacts. Um, 
one of the um, sponsors of the program is Grant Thornton, and there is some connection and ongoing work with Grant Thornton um, by Tukataki. What um, what are they trying to do, Seth? What part of the market are they trying to disrupt? And yeah. I know you've been only on it for six six weeks, and you haven't even officially started the job yet. So Correct. Um, I'm putting you on an, on an early spotlight here to well, tell but, me the mission and vision. So I've been in this business. Uh, there's a chunk of U.S. regulation around financial services that has to do with financial crimes, terrorist financing, uh, money laundering. Yeah. And that was passed in basically 2001, yeah. the Patriot Act. Um, at IBM, I installed hundreds of these um, for top, you know, top uh, U.S. banks and actually globally. Okay. So essentially that software is now a generation old. As you hear in a lot of areas, um, a couple other things have changed. Machine learning and artificial intelligence is yeah. being applied. A few things have changed since 2001. Well, so the systems are now very dated, yeah. old, going through that useful life cycle. Do you have gray hair? I have uh, changed my look <laughs> a number of times. Um, thank you. So... <laughs> Anyway, um, there, there's a new set of companies, or like fintech, this is more in the reg tech category, yeah. where they're applying new technology in the cloud to solve terrorist finance, identification of terrorist financing. Okay. And um, somebody's going to win. Uh, so are you, are you displacing the old software that you sold in to a certain absolutely. extent? You are? They're going to... I'm going to walk in and go, it's been a good 15-year ride for that. You should now hire me for the next generation. Okay. So um, that makes perfect sense to have you on board then. Um, where do they go from here? So they come to Charlotte to launch. Um, is it a place where, I mean, they're going to grow a substantial base here in Charlotte, or will they end up with um, operations all across the country? I guess that's probably initially something – or. End goal is yes, but they're going to grow a base here in Charlotte. Or you no, know, this is this is large B two B. Yeah. Um. So a hundred clients would be highly successful, right? Okay. I mean, our goal is going to be the a few clients in okay. the first year. Yeah. Um. So a little different than a B two C or or some type of mass market. Yeah. Um. Target. Um. It's going to be four or five people in the U.S. initially. Okay. Um, all here in Charlotte? All, no. No? Uh, say the sales guys and actually the general manager is considering moving to Charlotte but is out of uh, Denver right now. Okay. Um, so small staff, not huge economic development engine. Yeah. Um, our clients, we're going to be flying all over the U.S. early on. Yeah. Um, hopefully we'll get some local guys since we do have a few of the big ones here. Yeah, it'd be great. Um, so, exactly. Um, but expectation is the office would remain at, you know, a couple handfuls of people. The real interesting part is development shop. So, right now, the development is mostly in Singapore and a few people in India. Mm -hmm. They're looking at hiring a chief technology officer also in the U.S. Okay. And essentially have development... Um, in the U.S. and uh, in Asia, yeah, um, twelve-hour follow-the-clock kind of stuff, but also um, be able to attract, uh, get talent that's coming here to the area because of all the startups and uh, the millennial interest in Charlotte. Yeah. Look at South End. Yeah. So, um, so that technical development, that technical staff would be hired here in Charlotte, then. Yes. So that's fantastic. It is. 
So, um, again, would be a great win for Charlotte to see it continue to succeed. Um, and a neat opportunity for you to – I mean, it, it kind of fits – I mean, it fits what you're looking for six years ago. It just took you six years in a roundabout way to get there. Well, yeah, had a few of these others that were successful. Not, yeah. This was the – not fail for, most of these were success forward. Yeah. Um, and absolutely, if I was – could be very explicit in what I was looking for, this was a um, – is exactly high growth market. It's semi secure. You haven't gotten through an A round. They they have large bank customers in Asia. Yeah. Um, but you know a blank slate here in the U.S. that they're looking to come here to be successful and grow. Well, congratulations to you. Somebody that's contributed a lot to the Charlotte startup community certainly deserves certainly deserves their own success as well. Thank you. So. Um, Anyway, so kind of pivot a little bit in our own conversation. You know, you and I have done this event for a little while now on what it's like to be an early stage investor in Charlotte. Um, and it obviously is going to mean different things to different people. Um, what's, and you talked a little bit earlier in the last episode about talking to people about making the leap into this space and maybe dipping their toe in from an investor perspective, right? How do you view? view this aspect of your portfolio and kind of what do you communicate to folks um, as you talk to them on a weekly basis about it? So it is amazing the variation of what people's perceptions are. Yeah. Um, whether they're, they're, you know, I perceive them to be real or not. <laughs> um, even though it's high risk, I don't, it, it doesn't in any way hinder my interest in looking at them, right? In fact, I would say I've gone overweight by most means in, uh, not all in, but definitely overweight for somebody that is through most of their career looking to shift toward more conservative uh, investments. Um, part of this is me thinking I'm smart, that I'm picking winners. Yeah. Um, but. The other side of it is, again, I, I used the word give back in the earlier show. Some of it is helping influence the community, growth of the community, right? If if Charlotte needed another 10 people, would you rather have them people that came to Packer Place or people that were in one of the business towers? I'd vote for the people that came to Packer Place um, at least 10 out of 10 times. No disrespect whatsoever. It's the... The, the type of person and what we Charlotte needs more of. Yeah. You go to the business tower, you bring in 10 people, seven are going to leave on the back end in a couple of years. Yeah. Um, so they're not really building, they're just kind of replacing here, they're building. So some of this, if you will, in, in my money, it's, it's a multi-prong kind of, you know, why I'm comfortable with it. Um, I can tell you, William, I am conservative, read that cheap with the most of them. Uh, you know, I'll walk 50 yards, pick up a nickel on the sidewalk. Yeah. Um, so I've seen you hunt for balls on the golf course exactly. before. I'm, I'm familiar with it. So I am, there's not a lot of me that would look for big losses, right? Um, you are going to have them in, in, in this realm. And the idea is not actually to get the next Facebook. It's as an aggregate, if you make three or four investments, whether that is individual as an angel investor, you're liable to have higher risk, just like stocks. 
Yeah. As opposed to a mutual fund, um, where I went into as a limited partner with Idea Fund. Um, I think I have a portfolio, and I'm pretty confident I'll have a better average in the general return. Again, uh, not uh, what's the disclosure you're going to have? At past the, past performance is not yeah. um, not indicative of future returns. Something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, but a lot of the VCs aim for a call it double the S and P rate of return over a period of time. We like to guarantee things on this show, Seth. Would you, <laughs> would you guarantee that one? I'll start going, reading, <laughs> it, looking at the thirty I haven't listened to, and yeah. uh, picking them out. We um, um, we'll get some SEC attorneys on you here real quick. <laughs> but it, there is a high return. This yeah. is not actually. If you're looking at this and type of investments, there are with within venture money and and uh, whether it's angel or. VC or private equity, you know, there's a spectrum within that, but generally speaking, they are not completely swinging for the fences. Um, The ones I've noticed in North Carolina are seen, most of them are either capital preservation or higher volume of wins, right? And they'll take singles and doubles twice as many as a... with a, still a chance for a home run. Yeah. What, um... I guess I should use football analogies. It's going to be that time of year. Ah, it's baseball season still yeah, going on. Um, I mean, you were probably, in at least in a certain sense, influenced by your early successes, right? Um, you know, the spray foam and then yeah. Passport. But you didn't know Passport in 2013 when you did it. You didn't know it was going to become what it has hit over the course of the last couple of years. They didn't, I didn't, yeah. exactly, yes. Um, in the process, you've, it's been more than about investing though, right? I mean, look back at the Seth, of, so we'll play the, the growth role. Um, Look back at the Seth of 2012 and the Seth of 2018. Yeah, you've you've made a, a couple um, loose changes along the way, but you've also become a different person as a result, right? I mean, was that yeah, anticipated? I wouldn't say it's completely life-changing, but, but yeah, it is definitely morphed. I, I, you know, there's lots of angles for this. You can be in manufacturing and look to get into 3D printing or other type of manufacturing, or you can look for a area or function that you're completely out of. You you own a franchise and you hate the accounting software, right? I mean, there's lots of different things you that kind of attract you. Yeah. Um, I, you know, there, there's one here that actually is, is growing steadily, a startup here in town that actually a lot of friends have uh, invested in, Ecom Dash. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of consultants that were selling... Um, supply chain software and doing those, found these guys and wanted to build their own newer version. And they're taking advantage of the marketplace generation with Etsy, Amazon, and the like. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it they, they understand it. Yeah. So you understand it at some level. And they've put some money in to make the uh, uh, this company go. And so far, they're seeing pretty good success. Um. But not everybody is willing to take the big leap that you've made, right? So you walked out, um, 
and I mean you you went all in, right? I mean you put Absolutely. you didn't put all your chips on the table from an investing perspective, but from a career perspective, you put a lot of chips on the table. Um, I know the answer, but do you have to do all in like Seth? Or no. I mean, what's the what's a different way that you can do it? I um, definitely a lot scarier. So most people weren't looking for a career change at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> um, that that actually inhibited right the yeah. uh, investing aspect. I would imagine um, you're probably a little bit tighter with the investing dollars when you got to live off those dollars too. Lots more puckering yeah. during that <laughs> period. So, but I, I absolutely tell everybody, look, if you, you know, understand why you're getting into it, there is the start and end with the money aspects, but um, really it's, it's something that people are more, they're afraid of the unknown. Yeah. And essentially, this is why I've gotten very active in trying to connect people that are aren't in this world and people that are in the innovation startup world. I don't think there is that big of a difference. I mean, we all have busy lives, kids, that kind of stuff. You have to pick what you're interested in. Yeah, absolutely. And you and I are of like mind where there's probably a large portion of people in the region that that are interested, we know have an interest in it, they just haven't gotten the connection. Yep. So it's creating those connections and in a, uh, in a way where they don't think that somebody's trying to sell them or anything else, right? It's personal decisions and um, any of five or ten different kind of vectors can get them interested. So um, spend a little bit of time talking about the scene and we'll probably wrap up coming back over to the investor side. Um, you wrote a five pay after a, a five minute conversation. Was it was a five minute conversation it was with about Passport? half hour. Half hour conversation with Passport. You wrote a five minute critique on their business model. Um, so you've been in the Charlotte Angel entrepreneur scene for six years. What's your five page critique on the Charlotte Angel scene right now? Um, like the Passport guys, and again, this was actually more of a software critique than yeah. their uh, business plan, but. Um, look, you can always critique, self-critique anybody, right, and what they're doing. Um, what I would tell the, the, the Charlotte startup community and innovation community is there's an amazing amount of more success than most people probably feel at any given time, right? I mean, you can go back to, we keep saying there's the next, there's not going to be an avid change, avid exchange, right? But I mean, there's lots of family businesses that have gotten big in the Charlotte area. The Bellocks, the Harris Teeters, if you go way back. Yeah. Uh, family Dollars, Lance is connected, a lot of the manufacturing even. So um, there are a lot of those. They aren't, they aren't seen in this new VC world of startups. Um, and in this world, a lot of people point to Packer Place and Dan really launching as a building a community actively. Um, so I think part of that is the world changing where it's a little more open and there's a lot more connectivity. Yep. Um, and I, when people talk about, we don't have this or we don't have that, I think about, as you said, when I first came here, you know, there's a handful of people and we kind of talk to each other every, uh, whatever, couple weeks when we got together to today where there is lots more options, lots more engagement, Lots more success um, all the way around. 
And, you know, it's funny because I don't, I don't think about it every day, but if you look back over that period of time, it has come massively, and we have people visit every week, every other week, whether they're a startup from Singapore, other VCs coming to town, or uh, small companies, they're usually saying, hey, we're hearing good stuff about Charlotte, right? People are moving here. Um, the, The one I hear that really is frustrating is the chicken or egg, right? Entrepreneurs we hear have are leaving because there's not enough money here. Yeah. People with money say they're coming here, but you know need talent. There, there's this triangle of uh, the primordial soup, if you will. And I, I actually think you know we're all going to look back and will it have been a straight path. No, but like any startup, it will be highly successful. Yeah. I do think exits, like. Uh, the lending trees, and if Avid happens, people that get a lot of wealth because of big exits um, will help jumpstart that. Do you think the deal cloud exit that was announced last week is enough to whet the appetite? And people, the the terms aren't disclosed. I'm sure they'll leak out over time, and people will start to get an idea of what the exit was. Um, but do you think that's enough for people to turn their head and say, "Hmm, I missed out on that." I don't. Deal class had big success. Yeah, you know, but there's not a thousand people working here in Charlotte. Yeah, um, you're right. There's a hundred people in um, fifty total. total. Yep. Yeah, and half of them are in New York, and ha- about half of them here ish, and, and two of them in London. So, will those fifty people have had part of the company with yeah. a big exit? I don't know if that's critical mass ish, like you know, Avid is much closer to, right, order of magnitude larger, um, I'm sure it's going to have an impact in two ways. I mean, we're talking about it. Yeah. We've had another successful exit. Um, well, gosh knows, if nothing else, the CBJ and the Charlotte Observer both absolutely. picked up brand stories on it, which is it, something I haven't seen before out of The Agenda, Charlotte 5, yeah. I mean, it's getting yeah. a lot of press. Rob Cummings and Ben Harrison are, you know, legendary rock stars, some of those early guys that are yeah. doing it. Um, so it will help generate momentum and hopefully the pace of those happening. I mean, let's be honest, there's, you don't look at this, but there's actually some, a lot of industry newsletters and you see how many unicorns there are in the U.S. and that. There's 60 or 70-ish at any given time, seems like. Maybe that's increasing a little bit. But for North Carolina, have two or three is... Huge, not Charlotte, but North Carolina, right? Yeah. If you think of Silicon Valley, New York, Boston area, you're going to have uh, large numbers. Austin, um, I I think it is great that we have a few of those huge ones that are coming, as well as deal cloud uh, options. And yes, it's going to um, accelerate um, this primordial soup turning into big success. Yeah, what do you look for? Um, what do you look for in an entrepreneur? Um, what do you think determines success? Was this the sneaky... Uh... Yeah, this is the sneaky question. <laughs> I'm sitting here, uh, I mean, again, you know, I guess we mentioned team earlier, which automatically tells you I'm fishing for team, but and I was thinking about my comments from the first introduction um, and, you know, Maggie... Um, and then we talk about Rob and, um, and um, Ben, and we've talked about a couple other entrepreneurs kind of as what makes success 
not necessarily in Silicon Valley, but what makes success for somebody here in Charlotte? Well, I'm not, I'm not sure this is going to answer exactly what you're looking at for, but you know, when I got in, I was looking for ideas, yeah. right? People with good ideas. And my first answer is what one of the things, like valuable lessons I learned, which, by the way, I still struggle with. Yeah. Um, people with money, investors, don't care about the idea. I mean, again, the idea has to have economic sense. There has to be a target addressable market and a total market that, you know, the numbers will work over yeah. time. Um, but in, within an idea, fit of idea of that, they, they see Idea Fund, the, the managing partners there look at a thousand companies a year. And it's not... You know, so it's not the idea. They see a thousand ideas, right? Yeah. Some of them may feel like retreads, but I'm saying and, and overlap and probably more than enough areas. So for people on the money side, what they focus on is not quite team. I use the word execution. Yeah. Um, and I actually struggle with that some because just because somebody's been successful once, they put a lot of import on that. Yeah. And I'm like, well, he could have been a lucky son of a bitch. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like I was the first time. Yeah. I mean, they're clueless to think I did it. But there's also this part of the, the fundamentals, what you need to have start a business, right? Which includes being able to accept failures, pivoting at the right time, building a team, and actually doing what it takes to... Uh, execute and get those first customers and, you know, get um, customers ecstatic. Yeah. Um, and I do think over five years I've learned that there is a type of person that execution is a lot more important than I thought. Yeah. Um, more than ideas. So that's bigger picture general and kind of the money side. Within Charlotte, um, I don't know if we're different. The only the only thing where we're different is a little closer knit community. People, there's tales you can read stories of uh, in Silicon Valley. You can come up with some idea, have executed once before, go have lunch with somebody, and they throw you know half a million dollars at you. Yeah, a little bit easier to get cash. They've generated a lot of uh, wealth there. Yeah, that doesn't happen in Charlotte that much. Not yet. <laughs> I know. We want it to. Maybe. Um, yeah, so, so I think there is a little bit on the other side, and, and generally, one other thing that if you're not in the world, you may not have heard, a critique from entrepreneurs is people here ask so many questions, they want to see a perfect business plan with details for the next two or three years. Um, you know, if I'm on that side now, and again, there's some famous stories that we've heard from entrepreneurs that are successful that kill themselves to create something because they don't have it. Yeah. To get an investor interested, and it's for nothing to get, they don't even look at it. Yeah. And it's generally the conservative Southern money. Mm-hmm. Um, I, if you are in a startup, you would know how that ludicrous that was because. It's usually, you know, nine times out of ten, you pivot. Yeah, so you don't, you don't need it. Yeah, 
you don't spend massive amounts of time building a business plan for two years. You spend do it for the next two months and have a one year vision. Yeah. So. So with all that in mind, and you probably just answered the question by asking anyways. Um, what do you tell the neophyte investor in Charlotte, the guy that the guy or girl that hasn't done done it before, um, that wants to get started? Um, where how do they not make that rookie mistake? Um, how do they um, how do they slowly integrate themselves into the ecosystem? So it's a long list, but typically you're some, you're going to make a mistake, right? Come to the uh, Charlotte Angel Fund. If you want to see really early stage pitch breakfasts, these things, resources, you're my uh, education series that we have on a uh, bi-monthly basis. Um, there's a few others out there. You can literally look and meet up, get sign up for meetups, and yep. uh, literally look entrepreneur or innovation or startup. You'll see a lot of these. Um, come to Packer Place and just look. Just look. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There's enough. And honestly, the, I think the people that have an interest, there's you, you start to find your own path within those. Um, you would say, call yourself or me. We can connect you to other VCs that they don't bite. They give information. Yeah. Um, build relationships. And most of these people will point you in a direction based on what your interest is. Um, they're actually is pretty open. Um the entrepreneurs, they don't, they're not going to steal your money. They want you to actually invest. That's true. They will educate you. Actually, I'd tell you the most savvy ones are these savvy entrepreneurs because they understand how the system works. Yeah. Most of them are very willing to tell you how the system works. Yeah. Positively <laughs> um, or negatively. So if you take the first or two steps, I think you'll see a lot of these things. And I would tell you, don't be nervous about taking a wrong step because there isn't one. There's no such thing as the wrong step? Not much in this. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so, um, well, no, I mean, I've enjoyed it. I mean, I, I agree. It's um, it's an easy, the great thing about it is it still is a small community, so it's easy. You know, you get plugged into one person, and next thing you know, you know the whole community as quickly as you want to, right? It can take you a little bit of time, but it can um, it can also happen overnight. I mean, look at Keith, look how fast Keith Ludeman's gotten involved right. in the um, over the course of the last six months. But um, I've enjoyed it. Um, I knew it would be a good conversation when I asked you for it last week. Um, was not let down. Um, you've been a great friend to the entrepreneur and investor community for now six years. Um, and I know we're all sitting here rooting hard for you and Tukataki um, as y'all get started. Um, I guess you start off with them officially in September and as they move here to Charlotte and hopefully create another success for everybody involved. I look forward to it and uh, checking in and listening to all the other podcasts you have, William. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Seth. We'll see you on the golf course soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. William Bissett is an investment advisor representative with Seacrest Blakey & Associates, a registered investment advisor. Opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect those of Seacrest Blakey & Associates. The topics discussed and opinions given are not intended to address the specific needs of any listener.
Seacrest Blakey and Associates does not offer legal or tax advice. Listeners are encouraged to discuss their financial needs with the appropriate professional regarding your individual circumstance. Investments described herein may be speculative and may involve a substantial risk of loss. Interests may be offered only to persons who qualify as accredited investors under the Securities Act and a qualified purchaser as defined in Section 2A, Paragraph 51, Line A, under the Company Act or an eligible employee of the management company. There generally is no public market for the interests. Prospective investors should particularly note that many factors affect performance, including changes in market conditions and interest rates, and other economic, political, or financial developments. Past performance is not and should not be construed as indicative of future results.